Do you have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to feel strong, to help awaken the force within you, to learn tools and tips for living an extraordinary life, because everyone deserves to feel powerful, to create a life that they love. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Journey to Worthy podcast. I know it's getting closer to the end of 2019, and it is approaching that holiday season once again. And uh, so I know that it's an interesting time, and we're all very busy, and perhaps you have a lot of social gatherings to attend. And as I mentioned recently, this can bring up some um, some mixed feelings around the holiday season. I know that for the holidays, sometimes it's actually quite a difficult time for people. And so this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about anxiety and my experience with it and to hopefully provide you uh, some tools or some understanding. So I don't know if you're someone like me who has had sudden sort of moments in your life where suddenly you've got anxiety and it's not super fantastic to deal with and can be quite alarming and now I haven't had anxiety like consistently throughout my life and I do have some friends in my life who you know have faced anxiety and maybe are on medication to keep it at bay but it seems to me to happen like once in a while life will just throw me a curveball sometimes it's life situations but sometimes it's actually like I don't know what it is like it just sort of happens Um, So the last major one was when I was trying to decide if I was supposed to go into university and finish my degree in uh, social work, which I ended up not doing. But the application process for the uh, master's was like overwhelming me. And so sometimes it's life situations, but sometimes I don't know what it is. Uh, So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my experience with anxiety, and then I'm going to give you three steps to overcome it. How does that sound? Good. I do want you all to know that I have not been formally diagnosed and sometimes the anxiety comes up and sometimes I don't have it for quite a while, but I do experience it. And I want to explain it. Sometimes my anxiety is actually like this energy that is created from my mind. So by this overthinking and overwhelm, that happens in my mind, like ruminating and obsessing about certain things and wanting things to go the right way. Um, Maybe there's a little bit of anxiety that starts in my mind, but then it passes on to my body. It's like my mind sends messages to my body and and it basically triggers it into like fear and feeling like fight or flight. Recently, I moved, so I've been living in my new place since the spring, and now it's the end of 2019, and I'm in North Vancouver, which is literally the most beautiful place in the city, and it's very it's very outdoorsy, it's very um, green, it's tucked in the mountains, I'm, I can see the ocean from my place, I'm looking at it right now, I can see all the oil tankers out in English Bay, I can see this beautiful bridge. And everything's like really good. But when I moved in here, 
I started getting this anxiety. And even in my, you know, my beautiful apartment, when things are going really well in my life, um, you know, my mind can find a way to sabotage it sometimes. And it was like my body would suddenly feel like a little panicky or my heart would start racing. I would have shortness of breath and suddenly planning my day or like doing things, my normal things would feel overwhelming. And I just didn't understand what was happening. So I, I wasn't sure if I should attribute it to, you know, my move or if it was that I moved in with my partner. So there's like a shift in my relationship, you know, and also there's this element of perfectionism in my life that sometimes with my place, like it wasn't perfect when we first moved in. So I thought maybe that was it. Um, also starting my new business as a coach, I thought maybe there was some stuff there. Like there's a lot of unknowns and I'm in this period of transformation. I just didn't know. And what I'm aware of being a coach is that um, we have these saboteurs. We have this inner critic. And I've spoken about that on the podcast before. But um, my saboteur, as some of you know, his name is Jimmy. I actually have a few of them now. I've discovered that I have a few. But uh, Jimmy, he's very um, he's very cunning and can lie to me and make me think that something's wrong when it isn't or the other way around. Uh, everything's fine when something really is wrong. And so saboteur is like the voice, the voice that shows up that whenever you feel shame or guilt or, you know, feel bad about yourself or you've got that voice like, oh, I shouldn't try this or I shouldn't ask him out or I shouldn't, you know, go for that promotion or I shouldn't apply for that job because I'm not going to get it. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. All of those things. And I really started to realize that like when the anxiety hit in my life, I had saboteurs show up and say, see, you don't know what you're doing. See, you don't know how to be a good coach. See, you don't know how to be successful and organized and, and all of this stuff. Like it just came. It's like I had the anxiety to start and then saboteurs creep in and tell me that I should feel bad about having anxiety. And it's like this double-edged, painful, gut-wrenching sword, which was super not fun. And so I was, um, I was kind of struggling and I was trying to just like, you know, breathe and do yoga, but sometimes that just isn't enough. So basically thinking about how I can process it. And so in, in coaching, for example, uh, where I trained through CGI, there's this element of process coaching. And so that's kind of where my three steps come in, I think, around dealing with anxiety. And I don't claim to be a psychologist or a pro in anxiety, but I do know what it's like to experience it. And this did seem to help and maybe it won't help perfectly, but um, I just want to give you what tools I've been using. And so the first step is, uh, how are you experiencing it? Where is it in your body? So for me, my anxiety was showing up uh, with my heart rate rising and it actually doesn't help to have a Fitbit because you can literally look at your heart rate and you're like, oh, why isn't it my normal resting heart rate of 64? Why is it 92? And then that gives you like this added amount of anxiety, <laughs> which is um, maybe not really what I should be doing, staring at my Fitbit when I have it. But that was part of it. Um, shortness of breath. It would feel sometimes like uh, there was a pit. There was like this tightness in my stomach. 
And so if someone were to ask me like, okay, well, how are you experiencing it in your body? For me, it's like, um, it's like there's a little like scared critter, like an animal inside my stomach that would literally like reach on the walls of my stomach and like pull it in like this, ah, like tightness. Um, so that's how I experience anxiety. And it makes me, um, it makes me feel drained. It makes me feel like I can't get up and go outside and do the things that I want to do or even need to do. Like, it's like, I want to call in sick for work or I want to not show up for things that I've committed to. So that's, that's how it shows up for me. It even reminds me of like in my pretty bad party days when I was coming down off of substances and feeling like, you know, maybe I'd made bad choice and there's like some shame or guilt surrounding like my evening and like that, oh, that's like drain, like tightness on my body. So that's mine. That's how I experience it. So for you, how do you experience it? That's the first step. How is it affecting you and your body right now? If you have anxiety right now, I want you to do a quick body scan and think, where does it show up in my body? So I'll ask you, where are you experiencing anxiety in your body right now? Where is it in your chest? Is there a tightness there? Is it in your stomach? Is there a pain in your gut? Is there, I also get, sometimes this heaviness on my eyelids are you experiencing anything on your face how are you feeling this anxiety how's your breathing and just start to identify how it's affecting you so that's the first step now step two allow yourself to feel it i know you don't want to i know it doesn't feel good I know you want to try to distract yourself by watching Netflix or calling a friend or going outside or doing the other thing that you would rather be doing than facing this anxiety. But what if you could just be with it? What if you could just hug yourself and say, I have anxiety and it's not comfortable and I'm okay. Uh, what I did was I called a friend that also deals with anxiety and I just said, this is what I'm feeling. And I'm in it and it feels uncomfortable and I don't know what to do. And it's okay that I don't know. So owning it. So step one, how are you experiencing it? Step two, allow yourself to experience it. Just feel it. And just be with it. Let it be an uncomfortable feeling that you just have it doesn't mean anything this is part of you right now it's different when you just sit with it and I know it's a little scary and I want you to know that you're going to be okay because there's a jewel of learning underneath the pain of anxiety or any uncomfortable feeling there's a jewel of learning for yourself and you're going to come up the other end of this? Okay. You might actually want to ask yourself, what's behind the anxiety? What's maybe causing it? Maybe what's the thing you thought of right before you started to feel anxiety? Asking yourself to rewind the tape a bit and think, what was that trigger point? And maybe there's something there, like a feeling there. Maybe it's not anxiety. Maybe it's overwhelm. 
that's something that I do is I think too much about things and maybe obsess about how it should be. And, or maybe there's some fear there or some doubt. And that's what triggers my mind to want to create this panic. But just accepting it, just letting it be. So step three, now this is the shift. I want you to try to see this anxiety from a new angle. I want you to let go of what you you think it should mean. Because anxiety, we like to tell ourselves, oh, well, I must be anxious because I have a job interview coming up or I have a presentation. Um, what if it doesn't have to mean anything? What if you just have it? We're always trying to figure it out. And I know that it's nice to figure out where does the anxiety come from and maybe I can eliminate that. But what if you can't? What if it just is? And what if you just face it and be with it? What if on the other end of that, you'll have some new clarity? And the reason I say that is because sometimes I assume that anxiety means one thing. And when I just sort of experience it, when I come out the other end, I realize that it's just there to teach me something. Something about myself. Something about what I'm capable of. And I even go a step further and I think, okay, what, what can I appreciate about this? So in my situation, I had moved. I had moved in with my partner. I had a place that was in chaos and nothing was where it is. And I realized that I appreciate things in their place about my home. I appreciate familiarity. I, I had nothing familiar in this neighborhood. I've never lived in North Vancouver before. So I put on your appreciator hat, which is also from coaching CTI and think about what can I appreciate from this situation so step one how do you experience it in your body step two allow yourself to feel it and step three try to see it from a new angle so what can you appreciate about it and if that's still not enough I would like you to try to look at it from a new perspective instead of I don't want to have this you know, when your anxiety gives you anxiety, then there's shame and guilt around, like, why do I feel this way? Like I was talking about. What if you can start looking at it from a positive place? So I want you to imagine maybe there's someone in your life that you respect. Or let's say it's mm, a superhero. So if you can imagine this person that you respect or this superhero and just think about them for a second. So I'm going to use an example of, hmm, who am I going to use? I'm going to use Iron Man. I don't know, that just came to me. So Iron Man is going to be my current superhero. So I'm going to think about Iron Man. And you can use anything. You can use something, someone or something that has a different energy than the energy you're feeling now. So Iron Man, he is Tony Stark, obviously. He is cocky. He is, I think he's handsome. I think he is really bold and confident. And he is hilarious and rude. And sometimes he's a jerk. And he is got a lot of energy. When I think about him, I think of like power and confidence and never backing down. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to try to embody this and I'm going to step into 
this other state of being. So currently, you know, I may have been experiencing anxiety, but now I'm going to experience stepping into a new energy. And so if I stand into Iron Man and I think about being cocky, bold, kind of a jerk sometimes, but, and I'm kind of always right and I'm really smart and step into this new energy. I even stood up just now and I felt more confident. I felt bigger. I felt more of a man. I felt um, powerful. And so just in that, it may be like a distraction, but it's also like putting on my alter ego, um, stepping into something different, stepping into a new element of myself, because really I can be those things. I can be confident and bold and a know-it-all and kind of a jerk sometimes. I think we all can. Maybe I should just speak for myself. But um, by doing that, I've allowed myself to shift perspectives. And now if I look at having anxiety from that place, I, if I was Tony Stark having anxiety or thinking about anxiety, I would think, well, that's just part of life. Like it's not easy. And you gotta experience some of the hard stuff to learn about yourself or to move forward or to come up with strategies to have success. Um, with life comes problem and with problem becomes appreciation. And in any situation where you're troubleshooting an answer, you have to come up with some issues, some conflict, and that teaches you something. I guess what I'm trying to say is that by putting on a different perspective, looking at the anxiety from a new place allows me to think, oh, like that's just a moment in my life where I'm feeling uncomfortable in my body. Doesn't have to mean something. I am having it. It's in my body. Okay. <sighs> you know, like it's a lot and I'm just going to be with it instead of distracting myself from it. Now I'm going to try on putting a new perspective on. I'm going to explore what it would be like to live in a different energy. And in this case, this energy happened to be Tony Stark. And uh, if for any of you that know me, I'm like a big fan of superheroes and superpowers and I like to incorporate a lot of that into coaching. So in this moment, I've channeled Tony Stark and Iron Man. And now I feel like, okay, that's just something I have and I'm going to deal with it. And it doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't have to mean something's wrong with my life or I've moved into the wrong place or, you know, or it's too soon to move in with my partner. Whatever the things in my head that I'm starting, like my saboteur sneaks in and says, you should feel this way or this means something. It doesn't have to mean anything. And so because of that, I feel like I've learned something about myself. I feel like I'm in control. I actually had a visualization that came to me the other day when I was trying to deal with a little bit of anxiety just last week. Um, and it was that what if the anxiety, the feeling in my body, what if I imagined it shrinking into the center of my body and came out and was in this little ball. And then what if it was like a basketball or a little ball that I could bounce? And what if I could dribble it like a basketball? And what if that meant I was in control? And then I went to this kid's store and I bought this light up bouncy ball because it sort of symbolizes my anxiety. Now, when I have anxiety, I can imagine it shrinking physically in my body into this tiny little ball. And then it, it lights up, so it means it's still got a charge to it, but I'm in control of it. I get to throw it up in the air. I'm doing that right now. And I 
am in control. And sometimes, too, if you get honest with it and you face the feelings like that uncomfortable, yes, I have this. And even if you share it with someone. So I had a meltdown. I, I'm, I'm a big pro meltdown kind of guy. And I had a meltdown with my partner just last week because I was having this pressure on who I'm trying to be as a business owner and entrepreneur and as a coach. And that's another one of my saboteurs. It's this perfectionist that wants everything to go perfectly so that I can be a big success. And I, I don't know if I'm the only one alone in this, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. We all want to have things the way we think they should be. And I had all this pressure on me. And because I was able to let it out with him, and I, I had a big cry and I had a big release and and I felt like oh, I could have a little bit of moment of not having to worry about every day what I should what I think I should be doing for my business. And what a relief. And I just want to share that because it's something that it's honest. It's uh, I don't know everything that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a new business owner. I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only business owner that's gone through this process of trying to figure it out as you go and asking a lot of questions and because I allowed someone else into that feeling and didn't pretend like I knew what I was doing and I just asked for support, I had a release. And after that big cry in the park with my boyfriend, I just, uh, I took a breath. And if I keep things pent up and try to avoid them, they just kind of burst out eventually on, in really weird ways. And so now I know that step one is I can think about how I'm experiencing it. How does it show up in my body? Two, be with it. Feel the anxiety. Feel whatever it is that it's coming up. And then try to see it from a new angle. And then maybe there's that fourth step of sharing it with someone. Someone asked me recently, what do you do for a release? And most of you know that I don't drink. I've been sober for now over four years. And I didn't know what to say. I mean, I do yoga and I practice meditation, but I didn't know what to say about release. And so after that big cry in the park with my partner, I actually felt a release. And so maybe that's what I do for release is I'm honest about my feelings and I face anxiety and I embrace it because they say, what is it that what you resist persists? And I think that that's true with uncomfortable feelings. So, um, I hope that this was helpful. Again, step one, how are you experiencing it? What's the feeling? How does it show up in your body? Step two, allow yourself to feel it. Just be with it. Know that there's some learning on the other end of that feeling. And step three, try to see it from a new angle, which looks like, what can I appreciate about this? Or step into a superpower or another person's existence just for a moment imagine in their energy step into that energy and then look back and think okay what does this mean what does it have to mean it doesn't have to mean anything and i just want to leave you with one more tool that you can use and it's not so much around managing anxiety but maybe looking at that imbalance and maybe figuring out how uh, to create that release so if I'm thinking about, you know, maybe why there's some anxiety coming up for me, and if I speak to why it might be showing up, you know, maybe I explore a bit on, on what's, where's the imbalance in my life? What's a part of me that I'm not honoring right now? 
And I have some new learnings, actually. I recently had a call just yesterday, actually, with a new coach, my new coach from New York City. And she helped me get to the root of something that I want to uh, shift gears in. And, and it came simply from using a tool called the Wheel of Life. And the Wheel of Life is a fantastic tool for um, just creating a simple assessment on where you are right now in this moment. And you basically scale, you rate yourself on a scale from 1 to 10 in all these different areas. So 1 is uh, fun and friends or spirituality or self-development or money or career or uh, romance and you choose on a scale from one to ten where you are right now and where you you know you'll, you'll be able to see from that an image of um, how balanced your life is at the time and so I have all of these uh, high scores in certain areas but what I realized was that fun and and friends and playfulness was actually a little bit lower than I wanted to be and so from that call, I've realized that I am not honoring fun and playfulness. And maybe I'll ask you, like, what are you not honoring right now? You see that I've been feeding my energy and putting the gas towards producing this show and towards coaching and to, you know, thinking about the future and planning and goals. And I let I let the balance shift a bit and making me realize I really want to be more playful. I want to have more fun. And so that was so wonderful that she was able to bring that to light for me. So what is it that you could shift to start honoring a different part of yourself? And I'll, I'll leave a link to the wheel of life. This is a wonderful coaching tool, a wonderful tool for the end of the year to get clear on you know, what you would like to honor more of and to take stock of, you know, where you're at in your life right now. I hope that was helpful. I'd love to hear how you deal with anxiety. I do want to premise this with, I am not a pro at anxiety. This is just what I've been doing to help me deal with it. Uh, I don't state that this is going to work for everyone. If you do feel like you need support, please see your doctor. But this may be a tool to help you move towards a place of acceptance with anxiety because it is something that I have once in a while and but for me now I know it doesn't have to mean everything it doesn't have to mean anything it just is something that I'm willing to explore to learn about myself so I would love to hear from you and how you deal with anxiety and maybe what are some of the tools or tactics that you use in order to um, move through it and so that I can share that with the listeners. And I really hope that you are finding this well and that uh, you are okay. I hope that you're all okay because I want you to know that you're not alone. I know that it can be hard facing uncomfortable feelings and emotions and specifically anxiety, especially when it affects you physically and you're not alone. And I will put a link to the uh, Wheel of Life in the show notes, and that's going to be at journeytoworthy.com. Again, journeynumber2worthy.com. Please follow me on Instagram at journeytojeremy. I would love to hear about how you deal with anxiety and what are your plans for the holiday season. I know that it uh, can be a stressful time of year, but I really hope that you are um, going to be spending a little bit of time on doing something that you're honoring yourself, spending time with friends or family, or just relaxing. Do something for you for this holiday season. So for all of you out there, please take care of each other. 
And uh, thank you again for listening to this episode of Journey to Worthy Podcast. I hope that you all believe in yourselves and are feeling worthy of amazing lives because I want that for you. And uh, thank you so much, everyone. Have a lovely holiday season and we'll talk to you soon. 